Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Cocktails and Conversations with Neil, Christian, and Jay. We are at episode number 21. So, we have so much to talk about. This is going to be a really, really interesting hour. You guys know how this goes. I'll make the introduction, then we'll go live, he'll join, and we just go from there. Uh, Help me welcome Jay to our podcast. Help me welcome Jay, guys. I can't see what you guys are saying for some weird reason. Maybe it'll pop up in a minute. Where is he? Uh-oh, I heard him. <laughs> Hello. Hi, and welcome to episode 21 of Cocktails and Conversation. Wow, that's amazing. I know, 21 in the year 21. I feel like this is going to be a really, really interesting episode. Because um, there's so much to talk about. You have your cocktail? Oh, and no. The <laughs> you said what? And the bottle next to me. Oh, well, see, my, my bottle's there. But I feel like I have enough to like, to um, last me for the full episode. I want to... Say this. Look, disclaimer, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do we need a disclaimer? I am gay. Let's be clear. But yeah, you know, you know that we've always had different opinions on things. I feel like my my camera's really high. Um, I feel like we've always had different opinions on a lot that goes on in the lifestyle. So I don't think anyone that's watching, if you are new to either one of us, you probably will be shocked. But um, for those people that know us, that have these conversations with us, they know that this is who we are. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, someone's shout out to all the Geminis in the building. It's your turn. Geminis, we love y'all two faces, crazy Hello. <laughs> I got to turn off my, keep getting these notifications. Um, so, I want to start off just by talking about how's your week going? Um, so, this week is it's a little challenging, but you know what? Push through and prevail. It's going to be a long week because I'm not working. I'm working in not my normal schedule uh-huh. of the trip next week. Um, so I've been at work. I'm pretty much going to be at work all the way up until the day before it's time to leave. Okay. Um, but, but you know what it is. Retail, we got goals. And then, like, it's almost the end of the month in two days. And Papa got to push out a cute little 10 grand. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. I I have job offers coming in, so I'm excited about that. We'll talk. We'll talk privately about that. But um, yeah, it's it's been a good week. Uh, uh, Memorial Day is Monday. Yeah. I'll be in Los Angeles. What? <laughs> we'll we'll talk. We will talk. Um, okay, well, I'm going real. The only band girl is going. So I- <laughs> Gearing out, they in DC, they in Atlanta, they going to Texas. I'm ready for the content, y'all. I I have heard I've heard that some people have been uh, been being shouted out for visitors that are coming down to uh, DC and the Atlantas of the world. So do it, make it work. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna um. We have a, a little, uh, uh, what do you call it, a little agenda 
of things that we're going to talk about today. Uh, one that everyone's been wanting us to talk about uh, has been pronouns. So we're going to save that for last. So you might need a refill throughout the show till we get to that. But that's good. That's the chunk of the show and we'll get to that. But um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about is uh, honesty in the gay community and when is it okay to be transparent during dating. I had a really, really intense conversation the other day with a friend of mine, and it was geared around uh, just dating in the beginning. In the beginning stages of dating, when is it okay to be 100% like transparent? I want to hear your thoughts on it because I said in the beginning like right at the beginning when you guys are interested in each other, I feel like once you've had a date and you guys are talking, that is the time to be transparent. Oh, absolutely. So I'm going to have to piggyback off you and say that is true. Um, Definitely in the beginning after you've established that you want to take things further. And I say that just because we all know in our community what it gives. It's going to give you either we fucking... Or it's a, it's a cycle. The girls like to, ooh, DM, talk, da 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 Soon as they get in them seats, or they, they jump on the meat, and give it, we go this way. So if, in fact, you know, you, you have worked your way past all of that, right. and you potential in this person, then the time is for, if you have any baggage, if you have any issues, if you have any mental health issues, if you got any health issues, put those things on the table. That And it's only fair just because I can only use myself as an example is that I play for Keats. So if you're going to be with me, you're going to be with Jeff. Like, right. this is a conversation that I have all the time. And there's Bow to your leader. There's this, this, this character that, you know, everyone's familiar with the funny-go-lucky and cool being, but then there's Jay. Right. I'm annoying as fuck. I am needy. <laughs> I'm sure I got daddy issues. Um, I have a short temper. My mouth is disgusting. Like, I can go on and on and on and on, and I have to present those things. You have to present those things if you have those characteristics early on to make sure a person wants to deal with you, because honestly, if there's one thing that I'm learning now as I'm getting older is that life is short. And ain't nobody got time to be bullshitting. Love you too. Ain't nobody got time to be bullshitting. So it's just like, you need to start off the bat. Hit the ground running. This is what it is. And if you still want to deal with me after I done laid this all out to you, then by all means, let's get to it. You said something that was really important when you said um, people present in the beginning to to present your best foot or whatever. And I feel like this is the part that a lot of people, like when you like someone, you put your blinders on to that. Because you have to think of meeting someone as being in, in an interview. You're always gonna put your best foot forward and you're always gonna put forward this person that you want the person to think that you are. And we're all guilty of that because I always present myself like I would in an interview. The best of the best foot forward, not realizing that I could be annoying. I'm very needy, I'm very clingy. I am very demanding. I am, It's a lot that comes along with being with me. And I've learned to, I wouldn't say appreciate it because it's who I am. I don't have to appreciate it. I am who I am. But I've learned to deal with 
that and being blunt and in the beginning and telling whoever I'm dating or who I was dating because I'm in a relationship now, but he can tell you in the beginning, it was exactly, this is who I am. But it right. was easier for me this time because he too is a Taurus. So the stubbornness, right. the neediness, the indecisiveness, it all is a, it's a part of our day to day. And it right. starts from, what do you want for dinner? I don't know. Story of my life. And it goes from there, and it's like, it's the same thing every day. I'm just going to put this out there. If you or anyone you know has dealt with the Leo, you may be entitled to compensation. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Keith can tell you very much about those Leos. We are nuts. And this is the thing. I know this. I know this. I accept it. I know what it is. You deal with it. It is what it is. We're nuts. We're, We're looms. Okay? So it takes a strong individual to deal with the Leo because we already come in with iron fists and we are so stubborn and like territorial. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen. We ain't easy, but on the flip side, we will literally do anything for our partners and our friends to just make sure that they're happy. Like I will go if I have to walk a mile just to bring medicine. I will do so. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. So. It's like there's a pro and a con to it. Um, but to go back into like what I was saying, uh, all of those things, you know, with building a life together, the problem that I have within our community is that you enter a situation with intention, they enter a situation with intention, but oftentimes neither party communicates their intention. And you have to realize that in a relationship, independency is that the word but being independent uh-huh. you come up to you can still be yourself and have your own voice but that independence you have to kind of let your guard down right and what I especially with being two men or like just in any cisgender you know heterosexual relationship whatever the case may be if you have someone that's more stronger and dominant and someone that's more submissive it's like if you don't find a common ground there's that's just a recipe for disaster. Right. And I think that is a problem, especially with our generation that we have, because everyone's just so strong-minded and they, oh, I'm independent, or, you know, I'm working, I got my own, and I'm doing this and I'm doing that, but it's okay to be soft. It's okay to, to be treated with respect and to be catered to, or you catered to each other, but then also you have to conflict with now we're living in a city girl era where it's like, if you can't do this for me, then I don't want you. Right, but then we have to revert back to the same thing that you're asking him to do for you. Can you do it for yourself? Exactly. And that, that's the huge chunk of it that's missing because even in being independent, because I am a very independent person, but I know that when I'm in a relationship, I have to let the other person lead sometimes. I'm not always the leader. And it's not even so much of being submissive, but it is being submissive. Because in some ways when you're this hard-headed, like, headstrong person, that may not always work for the other person. So if you then want to be with this person, you have to learn to be able to step away from that strong, independent person that you're claiming to be or that you are and let this person be able to take the seat. And let me tell you, as being as independent as I've been in my entire life, it feels good to let somebody take the seat and just chill. It's like being a driver 
And when you have another licensed driver in the car and you get to sit in the passenger side, it's exactly what that feeling is. And all you drivers out there, you should probably understand that I'm not really a big driver, but I know that people that drive get sick of driving. So if you get someone to drive you around, let them drive and just kick your legs up and chill. And that was, that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in this relationship that I'm in now is just like letting my partner lead and just being okay with not being in front of everything. Exactly. One thing that I wanted to touch on before you went back, it was the transparency of being when you are dating someone. I, I In this conversation that I had, there was a relationship that I was in for four years and it wasn't until 10 years so it was four years in, six years out of the relationship that I found out that this person had four children. Are they Jamaican? <laughs> no. No. Oh. <laughs> so I, it's, it's that thing of being truthful for when, you, when, you, right. when you're dating somebody. And it ha- it's in all aspects, you said in health, mental health. Like, if you're dealing with shit that you don't want nobody else to be in, you can't enter a relationship having all of that baggage and expecting that not to show its Jeez. ugly head. Baggage. Baggage, 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 baggage. And a lot of people don't realize, sometimes people have baggage and don't even realize they have baggage. And sometimes it takes being in a relationship to see that you have baggage. Yep. But then this is where you put your adult pants on. This is where it's, it's, it's down for the cause. Are you going to help me unpack are you going to sit here and watch me love this shit around right. and then out on you after every trigger? And that's the problem that we have. Don't nobody want to help anybody unpack. You just want the cookie cutter life and the IG relationship. That and does not exist. It does not exist. And it's giving very much sitting in front of a ring light, taking photos, talking about, oh, I love Bay, but turn someone else's DM or you know, y'all go y'all separate ways after that photo. Or the girls is out on a trip, and they're like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Whatever the case may be, you know, it's like lavish and lavish and lavish, but then you get back home to the project. Make it make sense. It's but given. Everybody is always rich until it's time to sit down and have dinner. That part. Or get in the Uber. No shade. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's word that we just seem to forget about in relationships right. that like there is when it's perfect and whether it be it come up in the first few months of you dating or it comes up down the line because I, my baggage came out years later right. and luckily the individual like you know he helped me unpack it but it's like people love you until they see the real you, and then they want out. You don't work like that. Yeah. It really doesn't. So, sorry, if you want that cookie cutter shit, there's people out there that charge for the boyfriend experience. It's great. Shout out to my daughter. Four hours break. You caught me off guard. No, sorry. Oh, my God. I have to gather myself after that one, so forgive me. Um, 
Yes. So, uh, <laughs> what we were talking about also was um, the representation of the alphabet squad, I like to call it the LBGTQIA plus community. And who is the, uh, being that everyone's uh, speaking about this visibility, everybody wants to be visible, everybody wants um, to be noticed, everybody wants to be in the front of the screen, in the front of the forefront, and no one was really, the people that were in the beginning of the fight for our equal rights, which we still don't fully have, but everybody still wants this transparent lifestyle, but then doesn't want the headache and the heartache and all the pain that comes with it of being visible. Because we're not invisible, we're here. What people see us as are just black people first. The orientation and all that other stuff comes way after, and that's a whole different conversation that people are not still, people are not really paying attention to. So with everybody talking about the visibility, what we have now that we have a handful of black gay men that are at the forefront of this visibility. Uh, I, I hate to call it agenda because it doesn't, that doesn't feel like a right word, but Billy Porter being one of them. And he's now all over the place. He actually just made, uh, he was on, was it Tamara Hall? And he came out and said that he was HIV positive for 14 years and he felt as though he had to hide it because he never told his family, he didn't tell the people that he worked with, and he didn't tell the cast member of Pose, even though he was playing a character that was dying of AIDS. So right. he, at this end, season three, and they just wrapped filming, I think, so he had that interview, and that came out. This past week, he, uh, I don't know if they fully announced it yet, but he's doing a full-on collaboration with Jimmy Choo. Uh, so shout out to all the girls who are 46 and up. That means y'all get shoes to... So it actually is going up to like sizes 48 in this collaboration. Wait, so a, si- a size 48 is what? Consider what? A 15 in men's. Okay. Where are you going in a size 15 There are some there are some girls. So he has, I think it's I think it's a total of like 22 styles that he did with Jimmy Choo that's gonna drop in a collection. I don't know when it's dropping, but it's like shoes that they've made before, some of their basics, some of their their boots, and I think it's like two or three pairs of men's shoes that um he, uh, it's not a, he didn't create them. They've already been in, in the pipeline or have been made already. It's just a color scheme that they did with him. And I, I wish I could share it with you guys, but I don't know how to do that here. But, um, yeah, so that whole thing with transparency and being visible, whether it be the, um, the trans, transgender community or even now, so... The gay community, which I don't think we need any more visibility because gay men have been around forever. Okay. Mm. Mm. It's time okay. to unpack? Okay, let's unpack. Wow. First things first. I pop us freaks all the honeys. I am honestly and truly 
proud of what Billy Porter did. As far as coming out and saying his status, using his platform um, to make it aware. And let me give you a reason why. Okay. Because I actually saw someone on my feed, or for you girls who are like in my age bracket, y'all know, y'all know this whole trend that I'm about to to say. When the girls like to post, know your status, and then post their touch results when they're negative. When they're negative. But baby, if that shit comes back positive. The girls go MIA. They're not giving that. <laughs> they never give that. The girls go MIA. The most happiest thing, the most insensitive thing that I've ever seen. I don't know who started that fucking trend, and then I was so happy when it like went away, and then all of a sudden it just popped back up. No one's giving that. Whatever your status is, that's between you and your part, your sexual partner. Right. Period. There's nothing prideful about trying to create awareness by showing your results because you're then shaming individuals who are HIV positive, saying that, well, if you don't have this result, then bitch, you don't qualify. Like, right. it, it doesn't work like that, Because some of the girls who are positive are way more healthier than you bitches out there. But are, you know what I'm saying? So it's not giving that. Right. So for this platform and to, to open up the, the struggle of it, and it wasn't for clout because I know I know some girls. That yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely not. But it's just when you reach a stature where people are looking, pardon me, are looking up to him, where people are fighting those demons that he fought for 14 years now, and to see someone excel and be so you know so famous in his in his moment to then have that, right? It gives hope. So. I definitely commend him for doing that and using his platform in that nature. Now. <laughs> I can't stand her, okay? I can't stand her. Sir, sir, come up out of that goddamn dress. Okay? Come up out of them damn shoes. Come up out of them shoes. Come up out of that dress. It's not giving that. I don't care. And if you're trying to give androgynous because we're going to get into that when we get into the like, if you want to get androgynous by all means I'm here for it but you're doing too much it, because yeah, I feel like it went from one end of the spectrum to the entire left and I, it, ju- it just went there I don't know who she represents because she don't represent me and that's what I wanted to speak on also is the representation of the black gay man whereas we have the transsexual uh, representation. We have the lesbian representation. We have one part of the gay representation because I want everybody to be completely clear and to know that not all black, not all gay men are that of a Billy Porter, are that of an Andre Leon Talley, who still hasn't come out the closet yet, or did he? Yeah, if you read his book, he kind of did, but he never alluded to being gay. He never, which is totally fine. Which is totally fine, but I want people to understand that when they speak of this representation and, oh, this visibility and we need to be seen, that all, all black gay men does not desire to be women. We don't desire to be women. We have nothing against women. Like, but not all of us wear dresses and high heel shoes and makeup and all that shit all the time. We do it sometimes to play. Like, you only see me in drag one time a year and that's on Halloween. I ain't been in drag yet because I'm afraid that if I get in drag... You might like it? 
And right. for those out there who don't know what a witch queen is, it is the illusion of this that if I didn't have on this bronze and this mascara right now, I might I might be in your bag with shorty. You know what I'm saying? And don't you see my purse. Boom. Um, well, child, the boys are wearing purses now too. Let me let me let me get into the camera, okay? Let me tell you something about you fucking faggots out there that's wearing purses now. <laughs> And it was the same thing because we were carrying like top. I will. Well, I I can speak for me, but even with top handles and like briefcase sort of like bags, like my Goyard Ampersad and all of that, it was like, oh, you have you have a purse. You're, you're, it's a purse, and it's like, no, it's a four sided briefcase. That is an actual briefcase, but you know what's fine. You look at me with the Chanel bag. It's a purse. But right, but still, but boys are wearing that now, like, and they're getting smaller and smaller. And then they forget that. But I think I think a lot of them know that now, especially the ones that are like in the hood, they know that. They know it now, but see this is where we, we swing back in into the visibility because right. not every fucking guy that you see out there dressed like us is giving Billy Porter vibes. We don't play that sissy shit. Nah. I don't he got security. I don't. What's up? <laughs> like what's up? And the, and that's that on that's that. Because we as we were pulling away from that, and and people were starting to realize after seeing straight men get their ass worn out all over social media by the trans community, by the gay community, it's like oh y'all could fight, so maybe we should chill. And then lo and behold, here comes the fucking fairy godmother in the Valentino dress, giving. Like impossible. <laughs> like, thank you very much. We already got enough against us as being black and gay. Now they going now you got women coming back up to me but yes, honey, Miss Dean, girl, ciao, honey, ooh. Can we speak about that for a second? Because I that really makes my ass itch. It really does. Like, don't ever approach me like that. Unless you have a gay friend and you are friends with this gay, this said gay, do not come up to us talking about honey, mustang, girl, because you would get red for filth. It's not giving ass. I hate the word hunty. I hate the word hunty. It's like nails on a chalkboard. It's not giving that ever. When the girls come up to me and they give all of that, I let them get it out of their system. And with a straight face, I'm not that gay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it's not giving that. It's, it never gave that. And even when it gave that, it was at a ball. And it still didn't give that. Right. Oh, can we so, can we talk about that for a second, too? I feel like you keep hitting on things that I mentally wanted to write down that I didn't. But the ballroom scene being so commercial right now. And I had a conversation with another friend that yeah. about the underground and when... 
when it was cool to be gay because your people around you knew that you were gay, but it wasn't like all rainbows and flags and all that stuff. But I kind of miss those days when it was like a secret, when you could be around a bunch of straight people when you were, when we were in high school and it was like, well, I went to fashion industries high school. So we had a lot more of exposure to that community. We had drag queens in high school. But when I was the only gay and I was just like, that was the coolest thing to me. Right. It was like I had a VIP pass to anything. The guys knew who I was. The girls knew who I was. The guys like didn't really accept it in the beginning. But as we got older, became really good friends of mine. But now you turn around and everybody's gay. And it's annoying. Honestly. Everyone. Like being gay is now like Starbucks. You ever realize that you pass the Starbucks? And within like five minutes, you pass a another one. That's how I feel about gay people, because to truth be told, I barely like us anyway. And if you if you want to be technical, right? And I told y'all, I gave y'all a disclaimer. I said what I said. I don't feature the gay girls at all. Put me in the room with with. If, if I let you into my circle, then I fuck with you. But me and the gay girls out in the street, it's not even that. Don't look my way. I don't look your way. You look. Okay, so pause, hold that right there, but we're going to pick right up. But I want people to be completely clear when we say that there's not self-hate here because we love who the hell we are. Who we are as people and who we are as individuals, we love that. But what we don't like is the fact that I, we in this community feel as though it's just oversaturated at this point. Like, we are still human beings, so why the titles? Why does everything need a title? It's becoming too commercial. It's becoming too gimmicky. And to to swing it back into the ballroom scene, because that was a that was in a, a huge part of my life, but mm-hmm. it helped mold me into who I am. Because when I was younger, I did go to balls and not frequently, yeah. But like a very much rumble at Escalitas after the big balls and like, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, seeing Selvin Chant. I yeah. had the pri- of watching Amaya walk face when she was a butch queen up in drag. Right, right. Like how, damn, I'm showing my age. Um, <laughs> but it just goes to show, but it was a community. And you know what? Even though I never actually went into the ballroom community because it's just, I don't have the heart to be that dedicated to something because right. I already got enough family and then friends to do it. And that's a whole other family. Ain't got time. But what I respected about the ballroom community is that. They were family for those individuals who did not have family. And it was like, it was almost like, a, it was so tight-knit that when you looked at them and you see like the houses chanting while they were battling and like how much of excellence they put people on pedestal, like you were almost like, it was very mesmerizing. Like you right. to be a part. Right. Uh, and like throughout that, there's so many iconic individuals that are still walking among us, thank God, to have Maggie the fucking stallion judging a goddamn ball. I don't see it. I'm sorry. I can't. Like, I can't take shit. Like, I'm happy it's getting the exposure, but how about putting real iconic, like, house girls on the panel that's gonna top you? And then when they say, why you top me? This is giving. Speed. Let me tell you why I'm topping you. Notice the movement. 
crazy because Jack, one of the, I would say one of the founding members that took Ballroom from where it was to where it is now, he produces the show. He's one of the producers and I, I think that he's being stifled because I, I for one, me personally, feel as though he would want to bring on those said legends that you're talking about and it's just not happening. Because, like... That they need that celebrity star power to kind of bring views. And again, I say, I'm happy that it's... Sorry, I'm pouring alcohol. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, I'm happy that there's... Cocktails and conversation. Bringing it to life. But it's just... I just hope that it doesn't go any further than this way it loses its authenticity. Like, I'm so happy that they have Laomi up there. Who um, looks really good, by the way. She looks amazing. I'm... So happy that they have Law Roach up there. Like, who I actually, I'm here for it. Like, I think we need to see more of him, though. Huh? I think we need more of him. But I will say this: if you're gonna turn it, you need to learn how to turn it like Law Roach. Like, yeah, that's well, I, I see what you did there, sir. I respect it. So, and someone said it's business. I know it's business. Ty, and, what's up, Ty? Thank and, you so much. It's just one of those things everyone should use their platform. Definitely. That's what we're saying. But, like, there's so many people out there who are not on that starting level, but they are actually still in the scene that they've been doing this for years. They deserve recognition as well. They deserve right. to sit on that. Right. Team. I think Sanaya definitely needs uh, uh, Ashley Icon, Tempest. Uh, who else? Kelly, even. Kelly Mizrahi. I think Andre needs some, like it's people that are still here that can still that can be there that I don't feel like they're shining that light on even in pose even in the show pose you only see a handful of them so I feel like instead of going the route of like a competition because the competition reality TV show is like worn out but if they did something more of like if they picked up with a documentary Paris is burning left off because that was real. And the lady that produced that still never got the full credit for that said show or that uh, documentary. If they're going to do it that way, you have to show it in a way where there's the good, the bad, and the ugly in every documentary. You can't keep going and glamorizing this lifestyle like, oh, everything in this lifestyle is good until you do a confessional. And it's like, oh, well, my family threw me out. Because I was, that's not everybody's story. That is not everybody's story. A lot of our story goes, hey, when I came out to my parents, it was a very transitional moment where it was really difficult to have these conversations. But guess what? Here we are now. My mom's like my best friend. My dad's coming around slowly but surely. And 
we have a relationship where we can talk. I myself, there is what, five gay people in my generation alone in my family. So it's a conversation that's had normally. And I feel like those, I feel like there's a lot of families out there that's like that, that they don't get the recognition because everybody wants that sad story of black trauma. My son is gay, so I'm gonna kick him out. My daughter's a lesbian, so I want nothing to do with her. And that's not everybody's story, and I think that's not fair. Exactly. So that is, and it's trendy. We know. Yeah, it is very trendy. But and that's why I don't want nothing to do with it. I don't like trends. I don't like trends. Listen, <laughs> if you ask me, are you gay? No, I like men. And that's why you would never see that rainbow. Well, the only time you'll ever see a rainbow is because I have a few rainbow things. I like that Nike does the rainbow sneakers. And I have... Huh? Do not mix fashion with that gay Well, you know, they always try to do it. And speaking of, that's going right into our neck. That was a perfect segue, by the way. All of these these huge retail companies that are getting ready to launch this pride shit. And I was on social media this morning. And who do I see prancing around in a coach commercial? Jack fucking Mizrahi. Get your bag, Jack. I'm not even... Get your bag. I, get your... There's certain things where it's like, since I know it's a bag. Hey, but one thing I'm not doing is the whole, like, flood the streets of gay, all the pride flags, or we stand with you. Bitch, I don't even stand with them. What do you mean? So it's like, it's not giving that at all. It ain't never gave that. You actually want to be an uh, advocate for the LGBT elemental P plus, 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 whatever the fuck is in it. Start putting your money where your mouth is. Don't put a rainbow flag in the window. Start donating to shelters of those individuals who do have the trauma story. And it ain't just us. Let's be very clear. The thing is, is that they paint the African-American game as the trauma game. But you don't paint Billy Bob, who is from the deep south, that was thrown out of his family because he's gay. And the reason why he's gay is because he was molested by his father. And then there's, I mean, I'm an avid watcher of a special victims unit, so I see it. It is out there. And you that as well. Or like, you don't, you don't, you know, have Edward, who was disowned by his family and cut off from his trust fund. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jay, talk your shit because that's exactly what I mean when I say there this this microscope of visibility is only on one part of it and there's so many layers of what it is to be gay, black and in America. Exactly. It's not all about that precious moment where we sitting out on the street with our knees wondering what we gonna do. No. Right. Right, right.
you did not that's not all giving that and then it goes back to say like with the whole pride thing girl y'all only care about us from june 1st to june 30th and that's it but then if you gotta catch the real tea by june 27th is that already out the window already gone so don't give me united we stand and, <laughs> and they're about to have a seizure for 27 days walking past your windows because they look like you fucking butt fucked a troll doll and they're splattered everywhere. <laughs> so they take it down and go happy 4th of July because this, that's offensive. Why? Because you just said we stand with you, but then happy 4th of July, get down with my slave. <laughs> You're absolutely. But these are the conversation that needs to happen in boardrooms that I don't think happen. Exactly. So, like, it's exactly what you said. It's from the first to well, it's starting now because I saw flags up in Soho today, and. It's forecasting. It's companies that push this shit forward. I feel like all of those companies have a tie-in with each other that do that because the Pride thing, I feel like, came out earlier this year. And, yeah, so it's not meant for us anyway. Like, I go to the parade because they have a West Indian truck now. I do. I go. They have the West Indian chutney truck, and I go jump up with them because they do, like, costumes and all of that stuff, and I live for that sort of stuff. But... I could... 17. I will be 34, God willing, this year. That's the last time. Yeah. Same thing with my... I, last time I've been there was 2009. So all you girls that's going out to sizzle stuff... First of all, if you're going out to sizzle and you're over 31, you're a fucking pedophile. Let's be very clear. The sizzle? Okay. Do you remember sizzle? I remember I sizzle. 2009 was a very traumatic, yet good year. And after that, I never wanted to go back. Okay. Let's just keep it at that. But if the girls are gearing up to go to fucking sizzle and you are in your mid-30s, you're a pedophile. <laughs> the girls are down here 21 to 25. You're going well, to jail. I did read, I did see an interview the other day. Well, no, probably wasn't an interview, but probably was like a TikTok video when a guy was like, if we're going to talk about the gay community and what happens in the gay community because everybody makes it all shiny and pretty. Let's talk about the the 35 plus men that only date guys between the age of 18 and 21. Yeah. They're out there. They are They're definitely out. there. They are definitely yeah. there. They're so. There. Like, the girl can around, but girl, after you're 30, you're not appealing to... <laughs> 30 to 35 is a very weird age. Because you do no, you no longer appeal to the girls in your age bracket because now they're still looking for daddies because they got daddy issues, like I said, or they trying to get the young girls. But then from thirty six and up, now you got all these little young bitches in your face thinking that you a fucking daddy. Ciao. I get called old all the time, and I mean I embrace my age because I look younger than a lot of people that are ten years younger than me. So, I mean, moisturizing. I sleep at night. I sleep eight hours. 
It's gi- right. It's given. Wait, what? But that's the way it is. One thing before we go into our major topic, because we, we, I don't, I hope I don't want us to run out of time. But a big conversation is they're having right now, especially with the Olympics coming, is transgender children in sports. Mm-hmm. What's the thought on this? Because I feel, and this is me, I feel that it is extreme. I think it's unfair to have transgender kids compete in the same categories of those that are cisgender. Like, in case in point, if a boy is transitioning from a boy to a girl, I don't think that he should battle in competitions against females or against girls, because I know female is a bad word. I don't think a person that was assigned male at birth should compete with girls that were assigned girls at birth. So, you know what that topic gets really tricky? Because if I I agree with you with that, meaning like I don't think so, and I have I have very valid reason why that I'm gonna break it down into where it gets tricky because for the women who are transitioning into men, mm-hmm. you're not and you shouldn't actually really compete with male candidates. Right. And that's already pardon me, a whole nother level of problem. Right. But then, like, one can't come back the other. Right. This is my... Just give them their own damn category, if you want to be that specific. Give them their own category. Okay? And if there's not a person for them to compete with, they can't compete. Because I I think it is... If somebody that wants to be a dad, I would feel really, really, really heartbroken to then try to explain to my kid the reason why they would always lose to a certain type of person. Right. Because you can't, there's no comparison that that's like putting, it, it's just, it's it's not fair. I don't think it's fair. And I can't speak now because I don't have children. Yeah, it's not fair, honestly, because just, it's like, okay, whatever you are assigned at birth and, and no matter what, like you're going to have a bit more strength or you can possibly be more weaker than a cisgendered individual. And this is not to be disrespectful to the trans community. At, at all. all. Disclaimer. A liability reason, of course, because it's just like you don't you don't want to use extreme force in a competition and then someone gets injured. I understand this is sports, but still, again, that's why to negate all of that and to, to just give... Uh, give them their own category to perform in. Like, don't if there is an Olympics out there for individuals who have uh, special needs, there's nothing wrong with having a category for transgendered men and women. Right. And that's for that again disability, disability. And it's not to try and single you out, but no, be visible. If you want to set a uh, 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 legacy. For those individuals behind you who are now questioning their identity, their sexual orientation, but then they can, like, if we're going to be in the room, we need to be in every aspect of the room. We need to have categories in every aspect. Trans Olympics, trans this, trans that, like, make it so that, oh, you don't want us to be a part because you don't consider us a part of you, then that's fine, we create our own. And it's that. 
I will never take from a trans man or a trans woman. And this is the conversation that I think, or the the league where the Billy Porters and the Janet Mocks and all of those people need to be. If you want to really do something for the community, I feel like that is what they need to turn on. Like, we need to be known for more than just makeup and dressing and things of that nature. Like, there are some people out there that are really into sports. And if you're really into sports, no shade, then create a league. I want to see a trans league baseball team. I want to see a trans league basketball team. I want to see all a football team. And no shade, if y'all create these things at the CNN show, I'm suing. Trademark. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a thing though, and I feel like I said this is the this is the conversation that those of those people that are in that realm or in that in those rooms right now need to be bringing up because I do not want my legacy to be oh Neil the black gay tall guy that dressed really nice. There's so much more to me than that, and there's so much more to so many other gay people that I know that the part that you put forward is my sex, and that is none of your fucking business. Learn about me and what I do, the foundations that I donate to, the fact that I go every year back to high schools to speak to career day, that I am a, um, I'm a big brother to a mentorship program in my high school, that I go back and I speak to all of the guys that are wanting to be in the fashion industry but don't know how to get there. I do that behind the scenes. Okay. It's so true, but okay, so we have to go on to um so we are in agreement that there needs to be a transgender in every sports league, right? Yeah. I feel the same way. Note it, check. Now, for what I've been wanting to talk to you about for the longest, are these pronouns. But before we go on, I will read the Webster's Dictionary meaning to the word pronoun. A word that can be that can function by itself as a noun, phrase, or and that it refers either to a participant in a discourse. Example, I, you, or someone or something mentioned elsewhere in the discourse. A pronoun is a word that takes place of a noun. Examples, he, she, it, they, someone, who. Pronouns can do all the things that nouns do. They can be subjects, direct objects, indirect objects, objects of prepositions, and more. Mm -hmm. And with that said, pronouns. Okay, I was like I said, if y'all accepted the disclaimer. Okay, yeah, so we are gonna do the disclaimer again. So for people that are just joining us. I'm a gay man. As am I. As is Neil. And I said what I said. (laughs) (laughs) This is it. Okay, look, this shit is hard. I said what I said. So, pronouns. Okay. He, she, her. They, them. Get a movement going for you to think and a 
going to be identified as anything as they are them. The fuck do you mean? Like, I don't understand that. And, like, you know what? I have no disrespect. Let's be very clear, because this is the thing. I know that my mouth is very, like, neutral. It's no disrespect. You feel what you feel. Right. Okay. But, baby, you you are something, okay? Underneath that dress is a dick. Underneath that, those, those pants is a vagina. Like, there's something there. Whether it's been bought or born, you have something. So you just say, I don't identify as anything. Please refer to me as they or them. First of all, they, I, I tell everybody, I refer to you as this. I don't give a fuck what you are. You don't like it? Fight me. Whatever. Hey, sis. Dior said something really, really uh, important there. Let's talk about trans that look nothing like what they want to be. And that's the, the transsexuals that have the beards. Andre. I live for Andre. Andre, I love that because it's it's one of those things that's really true because then hot... Okay, so here's my here's my take on it, and I'm with you, Andre, because then that's when the lines get crossed. Because as a gay man of 36 years, I'm still learning because I feel like every day I wake up, there's something else to be taught about being gay, and it's like I've been this my whole life. Like, why are you trying to change it? Like, this is what it is. And if we're going to be, because when I when we were coming up, it was the drags. When you were in Brooklyn, you saw Gina Gospel in Brooklyn. When, um, Buttercup, if you know Buttercup, if anybody know Butter in Brooklyn. And these are these are people that I feel like were pioneers in it because they were doing things that normal gay people were afraid of, but they still considered themselves gay. Now you have the transgender that want to be the women to men, men to women, and then you have the drag community that's only now, everybody thinks of drag as now a competitive sport because RuPaul Drag Race, and when you say drags, that's what everybody knows. But drags that you and I know are the, the girls that will be on the block or in the projects with the niggas, but will be a drag that everybody know, oh, that's, don't fuck with her, that's Gina. Gina fights. But Gina got on a, a, a do-rag or a bandana and she pumping down Pickett Avenue. You get what I'm saying? So now it's like... Girls don't really know the terminology that, and like, shout out to um, Miss Boogie and, and uh, my girl Patra that bring out the song Femme Queen. That, mm-hmm. that was the thing. Like, you had the Bush Queens up in drive, and then you had the Femme Queens. And right. then we know one of them was just up in it, and the other one had to Okay, like and that's what it was. That's right. What it was. But I, I, I came up in an era where baby, there was only four letters. That was it. There was only four letters. I don't know what's the problem with different and B. They can't find themselves. They got to start medicating. Like, it's like they're bored and they're just sitting at home. Like, how can I 
fuck up the world today. You know what? I'm just gonna say I'm nothing. What? Like, do you know they're putting X's on like birth certificates now, where like if you don't want it to be a male or a female, you just put X. I just no. feel like that's the Republicans. Let's not be confused that in the LGBTQ plus AI, whatever community, that it's still run exactly how regular politics are run. You got the white man, the white gay man, you have the white lesbian, you have the black gay man, and then you have the black trans. No, you have the white man, it's the white woman, the white trans, the black man, the black trans, and then all the way at the bottom, you have the black lesbians. Because if you notice, even in this conversation, lesbians are so, black lesbians are so far from the spectrum that they're never in conversations because one, they know what they like, they stay the fuck out of everybody's way, and they do their own thing. But even in the LGBTQ community, the black woman, which is the lesbian, is still the most disrespected, the most unprotected, and it's, it's sad, but it's still politics. It is yeah. politics from the top down. So I think that with this whole thing with the non-binary and all these other asexuals and everything that's being put in what used to just be LGBT, it's the white man. And it's the business for them. No, they can have that shit. Because look at now, don't come at me with that. I am not bad now. Like I said, and I always say this. Shout out to all the black lesbians. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Like, one of my best friends is a black lesbian. My sister. My cousin. I have, you know, I, I never say where I work with you or where I work. But the girls like to come in with full beards and fucking skirts. And now there's clothing and, you know, addressing those individuals that don't want to identify as that because... You can go either or. And it's just like, at the end of the day, in my eyes, sir, you're a dude in a skirt, sir. That's it. You sound like Nazima Jackson. You're just simply a boy in a dress. <laughs> you're a boy in a skirt. Like, you got a beard. Like, I was on the train the other day, and this guy was standing there in this Paula Abdul jacket. And this fucking, <laughs> this goddamn leader star skirt. And them shoulders look like this. <laughs> but because you don't want to identify that you got a big ass man back, <laughs> you squeeze yourself in that feminine soft and cut jacket. Take <laughs> off that goddamn dress now. I feel, yeah. I okay. feel you. And this is, and this, it could, because what, what I feel happens is that. It's just thrown out there. There's no education behind it. There's no conversation behind it. No, like, training in the workforce or anything. It's just like, hey, this person now wants to be considered as this, so you have to comply. Okay, but we were just calling him her. Oh, him, him. And now you don't want to be called anything? This is why everybody hates this. Good morning, sis. How are you, sis? But I'm a sis. <laughs> Okay. And then now we became now we're cisgender. I'm a male. My birth certificate from 1985 says male. I'm a man. I see man parts. <laughs> they get in the way when I want to wear female clothing. But you know what? 
You see what they got to do behind your back, your small back? <laughs> it still fit in a female cup, okay? But I guarantee you this much. When this man back start looking manly, I'm not doing that. Right. It's not right. Because I'm comfortable with who I am. If you, if you don't want to be... I said this earlier, and like I said, people have died for our right to be acknowledged. And... Only for you to turn around and say, I don't identify with anything. Huh? It's the like, same what? thing about people, the, the color the color thing. Like, what? Girl, I, I can't. Between Rachel Dozel and then oh, White God. Lodge, like, I don't know. It's just so much. Like, it, it, we're, I honestly, I, I sympathize with us. Uh, people of color now I do sympathize with in that aspect is just because we have we truly don't have like a full identity unless we search for it. Right. Like we have to search. And that's because we're splattered everywhere. So I feel like that trickles down into like now where it's just like look if you go way back and you look way back I'm sure somebody Uncle Rufus whatever the case may be had a partner. You know what I'm saying? And those are two men that love men. It goes back to the hieroglyphics in the Sphinx in Africa when they were drawing of men with men. Okay, yeah. We all know somebody was getting up in King Tut butt, okay? He was hooting common, period. (laughs) Okay, I'm not doing this with you, but I do know that there was drawings in Egypt, in ancient Egypt, in hieroglyphics of men with men. There was also, like, rumored to be that King Tut was actually tr- transsexual. You ever, did you ever hear that? That King Tut was actually a woman? No. Yeah, King Tut was actually a woman. Well, no change. That mommy, I mean, that, um, drawing was a little fucking girl. Right, and then when they did, when the... <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it, it's part of history that a lot of people like to try to erase, but... It dates way back. Like, this is not something... It just became a thing, I guess, when everybody wanted... it Because, like I said, it was a secret. Nobody wanted to be out and doing that. And I get it with everybody wanting to be out and having their rights and all that. But then the right... You have to understand that the rights comes with a huge price tag. And sometimes that price tags are people's lives. That's why Marsha P. Johnson and all of those black drag queens that, that were down at Stonewall lost their lives because they wanted the rights. But nobody talks about them because it's like, oh, Stonewall, Stonewall. Yeah, but what happened at Stonewall? Who was at the front? Who was at the forefront of Stonewall? Why do we have the Pride Parade? Lesbians and... and, and uh, Black lesbians and black drag queens because they weren't transgender then. It was just drag queens where they were stealing people's makeups and doing all of that. Tell the story that, like, in everything that happened in America when that involved change or drastic changes in things, black people, black women especially, was always at the forefront of fighting for that right. And that's why that, listen, I protect my black women, whether it be colleagues, friends, at any cost, because I know what it is. And there's nothing more powerful mm-hmm. and intimidating than a black woman in power. 
and I've learned that, okay? And it is what it is, and I respect it. I came from a black woman, so I will mm-hmm. always fight for black women. And I'm, I'm about to say something I'm not even gonna <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you drink is hitting over there. Francis has said at my job we've asked them how would they like to be addressed. That's too much. That's it's too much. Please Just give me hey. First of all, how would you like to be addressed? If you come into my goddamn store and you have on a lace front and a full beard, I'm gonna address you as Atlanta. Okay? So Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not Uncle Clifford. Uncle Clifford. <laughs> If I'm ever in that store and that happens, I would die. But I, I hope you guys learned something today. <laughs> Look, like, I own it, girl. I ain't trying to have no laws. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's all I have for uh, for topics to talk about today. Um, <laughs> Look, for you girls out there, he put me up to this. You know, I don't like y'all. Okay. No, but I mean, it's it's definitely a conversation that I like to have because I get asked all the time these things that I have a very skewed view on a lot. So I'm not really always the right person to ask about gay things because I do things my own way. Like, I don't follow that, the gender norms and all that other stuff because if I'm out shopping and I see a shirt that I like, no matter what it is, I'm going to get it. Men, female, men, women, whatever. I can't wear women's shoes because I'm a size... 12 and a half in men's. So I could never get follow that trend or do that. Listen, and you talking to somebody that know how to do a little two-step in some pumps, okay? Because I am a men's specimen, which is a woman's 41. So I can get... Right, so you just make it there for all the designer shoes. If it was like a cute flat boot that you wanted to get, you can get. I can't do that. So, but if there's a shirt that I like or a pair of pants that I can fit my thick-ass thighs into, you best believe that I would get it. But at the end of the day... Don't call me sis, unless you're my friend. Don't call me hunty. Don't call me Miss Thing, girl, any of that. I am a male. I was born a male. Some people that follow all that LGBT shit calls me cisgender. I'm a boy. <laughs> that just so happens to have enough fashion sense for both sexes. And what people fail to realize is that that's... That's a whole other topic that we have to get into as far as with fashion and where the sexes actually came into play. Because when it comes into like fashionable aspects, if you really look back over the history of fashion, it was the flamboyant man that no matter, like the more flamboyant, notice the word I'm using, flamboyant you were, the more, you know, desirable you were from the wigs Look at the man from Earth, Wind, and Fire. I just said this to JB the other day. Yeah. Look at Prince. Prince. Michael Jackson. Oh, my pussy. And he looked like my little sister. Like, you know, so it's just like, I don't know where we lost it with what's considered masculine and feminine, but femininity has always been in one fashion. And... And throughout the history of time, especially for men. And, like, you're talking to someone that, like, one of my favorite periods of fashion is the Edwardian era or the Elizabethan era and the Victorian era. Right. So 
to see these men dress how they dress, it's like, okay, it makes sense. But now it's just like, oh, if you put on women's clothing, then you're... Yeah, but then all the boys are running around here with bags on now, so I'm confused. From that, everyone. Yeah, like, I don't know where that spectrum is. That's a great word. We have the spectrum of what's what. Right. Because if you want to look at it like this, back in the day, the men used to be the dunza. The men used to be... You ever watch the movie The Ten Commandments? Yes. Um, Can we talk about Moses and what's his name? The Pharaoh that had the, the gold skirts and... And the ponytail and to the side. So it's giving, like, okay. yeah. It's giving very that. So it's just like, you know, the same thing with we, where we communicate and where we really so much, like, especially with fashion aspects, and, is that I'm going to get what I'm going to get that's making me happy. Right. Whether it be female, whatever the case may be. As long as I personally cannot wear a skirt, because my legs too big for that. I'm sorry, it's not happening. It's giving, but, it's giving girl if you put a skirt on because you got legs. <laughs> When it comes to fashion, there is no gender. No, that's my thing. Oh well, but you know what I mean when you're crossing those lines. But right. Scottish now, men wear skirts all the time. Now listen, wait a minute, because all my girls are here. Like I said, I'm gonna see you in a dress. But if you want like tacky bass it up and put some trousers underneath it, bitch, work. Okay, because I live for a tunic. And some um, <laughs> unisex clothing. And then you're like, a, look at my like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like, okay, sometimes you want them little dark to sit right here, okay? Right. Only are, or female clothing, all right? For you to so, use Kathy Bates as a fashion reference, I'm done. No, I'm no, checking no, out for the no, night. Like a little linen pant underneath and like a, a, a crop or a, one of them strappy sandals. Very Jane Fonda is my favorite. I'm here for that. Like, but if you come into my place of whatever, looking like Queen Elizabeth with a knee length skirt and a and a, a kitten a, heel, what are you doing, sir? And a Roger Vivier kitten heel with the with the pilgrim it's, buckle on the front. I can't. Oh no, shame. You said, huh? The girls are gonna be into me too, and I'm going to laugh. <laughs> No shade, being that they got a 48, I might go see what I could get in. Like, <laughs> you don't know, you know, only need a kiki around the house, no shade. Let me go to Jimmy Choo and give me a size 48 and a, and a love pump, bitch, or a Romy with studs in the back. <laughs> I am so, wait till I send you the actual link of it. It's a fool. But, you guys, thank you so much for joining us on a very special episode, episode 22, 21 of Cocktails and Conversation. What we wanted to tell you guys is that this is going to be the base of the show. So, from this day forward and the next show from that, 
it would only be contact, cocktails and conversations with Neil Christian and Jay. So if you want to do us a favor and go follow our Instagram page at Cocktails and Conversation Live, and we'll post everything that has to do with the show there. So yes, you will get now two hosts all the time and cocktails and lots and lots of conversations. And it's all because of what you wanted. You guys watch us, you comment, you share, you like us. The views on our SoundCloud and on the Apple podcast have like gone international. So we're really, really happy about that. And yes, so cocktails and conversations will be us going forward. So enjoy us while you have it. Because which once we get on TV and the price go up. It's I can't stand you. So on that note, you guys, cheers. Cheers. To 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 the pronouns. To the pronouns. <laughs> 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 I don't have to fight one of these girls. No, it's fine. You're not gonna have to fight anyone. We came in on this song, so we're gonna go off on this song. Good night, you guys. Thank you so much for watching. Jay, I'll talk to you very soon. <laughs> Later.